deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, for the 50th time. And my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD. 50th time no kidding man look at that we're still going I we mean, are still I going mean, i think uh i think you did did a solo in there without me so uh oh, we, just... we actually did record and release an episode zero so it really truly is my 50th time all right <laughs> and i believe you did one without me as well due to some technical difficulties <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> The technical idiot difficulties. Uh, technically, I am an idiot. Uh, yeah, episode 50. Who would have thought we would still be yapping at each other like this? Uh, well, I know you. You'd still be yapping. Two, I didn't know that I'd still two be Two years like through. I mean, I'll be yapping whether there's a mic in front of me or not. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's fun. Thank you to um, all... Uh, Half a dozen of you who are sticking around for this, we appreciate uh, the uh, support. And uh, maybe one day uh, we'll get into the uh, double or even triple digits. We're actually um, all together. We're we're almost up to 1,500 downloads uh, for the 50. So uh, I don't know what that says about our current listenership, but... <laughs> And how many of those downloads are us? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, it uh, we're getting late in the season. It is uh, 2019 NFL season. Week 16 is upon us, um, and I don't know about you, but uh, I'm actually excited to play some DFS because I don't have any season long implications left <laughs> yeah i i'm sorta in the same boat uh, i was in two semifinal matches last week and um for all two of you that listened to the episode last week uh, you know that i was facing lamar jackson and mark ingram and that's about the amount of points i actually lost by um <laughs> that hurt a little bit and then in my other one, I had the uh, third highest score in the league. It just so happens that the highest score was the guy that was playing me. So, or maybe I had the fourth highest score. I don't. <clears throat> I ended up not looking once I knew I lost Sunday night. So, really, really frustrating to uh, watch all of your guys just kind of uh, let you down there at the end, but. Um, in a standard scoring format, I put up almost 130 points and still lost. So I can't really complain. I just, the other team got hot when it mattered. Um, I am, however, in the finals of the toilet bowl in my one dynasty league where uh, I actually should have been in the playoffs. But since somebody didn't set a lineup, I got knocked out. And now I'm actually in the uh, toilet bowl championship to see who has to get the plate engraved with the inappropriate team name of whoever <laughs> wins the championship. So, Oh, nice. Well, I wish you uh, luck in that one. Yeah. I really don't want to tell an old lady to get uh, uh, a name. I'm not going to say on this podcast. <laughs> engraved. Um, <laughs> wow. That bad, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can put the little explicit uh, thing next to the episode. It's not going to... Maybe we'll get more listeners if we do that. Well, if you really want to hear it, the options are I'm either House of Evil or Butt Fuck Buddies. 
I don't really want to tell a nice old lady, please engrave buttfuck buddies on this plaque. Uh, Does it have to be a nice old lady? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I haven't looked into that. I fortunately enough have not had to do this before. (laughs) But, but actually if you, if you do have to go get that engraved, she might give you a little uh, wink and a nod and, uh, you might get a little attention, <laughs> different attention than you were expecting. To. Uh. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, I had uh, one um, season-long matchup last weekend, and I kind of thought I had a, a puncher's chance going into Monday night until I realized that Drew Brees was uh, going for the record of uh, career touchdown passes and. Uh, once I heard that little nugget, I knew that I was uh, I was doomed, and, uh, and and so yeah, I I fell in that uh, ABC podcast uh, semifinal to uh, Big G. So um, yeah, that stinks. But uh, now I get to lose to Mom this week and and get fourth in the playoffs. So um, that being said, uh, I, before I talk about some uh, DraftKings results from last week, uh, let me tell you what I'm drinking. First off, JD, are you drinking anything tonight? No, I still I still got to work. I'm not on my vacation yet. <laughs> oh man! Well, it is a special episode, so I kind of made myself a couple of special little drinks here. Um, so I got two. And so I'm drinking one for me and one for you. Um, we'll call this one for you. I got an old-fashioned made from uh, Weller Special Reserve. Um, mm. And it's it's really tasty. I thank you. Uh, and alongside with it, since uh, this will be our last recording, I think, before Christmas... Um, I've got a Santa's Milk and Cookies uh, Milk Stout. Um, from, it's a special release every year from the Open Bottle in Tinley Park uh, and Hailstorm Brewing. And uh, the the, um, the label reads here, Santa's favorite break time snack just got a little bit sweeter. This decadent imperial milk stout is brewed with hot chocolate mix, marshmallows, and vanilla. If you're feeling jolly, take a sip and feel the warm chocolatey sensations as you melt into the holiday spirit. This beer is really fantastic. I've got the the standard version that I'm drinking tonight, and I also have a barrel-aged version. Um, and, and like the uh, open bottle has on tap, they do a cinnamon sugar uh, rim on the glass. So I went ahead and kicked it up a notch and did that myself. Well, you're fancy. I am fancy, and I've started a four-day weekend here, so. Oh, good for you, buddy. Good for you. I'm extremely jealous. You'll be getting a lot more rest before the uh, Star Wars premiere tomorrow than I will. Absolutely. And actually, I am... uh, I only have to work one more day in the next week and a half, so that is pretty pretty exciting awesome good How for you, you. On, uh DraftKings in the past week um hit and miss uh about like my calls from last week uh i had two very bad calls in drew lock and austin hooper who combined for less than 13 points uh, but I had two, I would like to say, uh, fairly decent calls in Anthony Miller, who put up 29, and then uh, Kenyon Drake, who put up like 40. Um, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I did not have my shares spread the way I should have, and I did not have all the puzzle pieces put in the right places. I ended up uh, breaking pretty much even, so... Uh, you know me, if I break even, I consider it a win day. And uh, that that helped balance out the depression I had for my season long. Oh, that's cool. Well, I myself um, actually put down a really smash cash lineup 
last week. I'm actually a little sad I didn't play more of it, but uh, my this cash line I put up two hundred and seven point three six points, and uh, I put put together Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, Darius Slayton, Greg Ward, Tyler Higby, Kenyon Drake, and the Lions defense, and this clearly. Uh, cashed in all of the double ups that I played. Uh, it also cashed in a four dollar super booster, which pays out a hundred dollars, and it was good enough for a top one uh, percent um, finish in the play action. Uh, the three dollar play action um, finished like uh, forty three hundred out of like four hundred thousand. I only wish that I had played it in a couple of the other tournaments that I was in because I would have had a really nice Sunday. Um, but alas, uh, did not do that. But definitely a profitable week. And uh, I keep peppering close to the uh, top spot in the showdowns here um, pretty regularly the last couple of weeks. So feel like uh, I might be bound for a breakthrough here soon, but uh, we shall see. Hey, man, just ride that wave as long as you possibly can. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this is the start of like a like a poker heater. Yeah, that that's always nice. But uh, we shall see. Um I don't know. Let me uh, pull up real quick here my plays of the week last week. Oh, yeah, they turned out pretty dang good. Um, Eli was okay. He wasn't special, but uh, I think he paid off his 5200 salary. But then Chris Carson had a good week. Brashad Perryman smashed it, and Tyler Higby smashed it. So um, I did have Brashad Perryman in a couple of lineups, too. Uh, I just don't think I had paired him with a whole lot. But uh, good week. Um, and I think this weekend could be similar to last weekend where there's some values that are going to uncover themselves as the week goes along. A lot of a lot of teams are just uh, throwing guys on IR. <laughs> you know, it's close to the end of the season. A lot of teams are, are out of it, so it's not worth it to – push the issue on some of these injuries uh, and that is going to open up some value where it's not completely clear thus far although I did see that uh, <clears throat> the Raiders have already ruled out Josh Jacobs this week um, which uh, should put uh, those other couple of running backs out there as possibilities in DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. Good luck figuring which one, but um, let's uh, go ahead and dive into some of the plays we're getting at here early in the week. It's Wednesday, so it's still a bit early, not enough information to come to any real conclusions. Um, I think I mentioned it's a shorter slate because we have three Saturday games. Uh, Probably be looking at uh, playing a little bit of volume not my full Sunday volume, but playing a little bit of volume there on the Saturday slate. But uh, we're focusing on the Sunday main slate here. So why don't you, uh, J.D., lead us off with a quarterback pick? All right. Uh, we'll keep things nice and short uh, this week for you. Uh, I'm looking at Philip Rivers. Um, I'm looking at he's uh, 5,700 uh, going against Oakland. Uh, in the last four weeks, uh, he has 886 yards. He's got a completion percentage of 71.11 with a QBR of 106.1. Uh, that's pretty good. I think it's actually like top five or six in the league throughout that same time span. And uh, the Raiders tend to give up some points uh, to the uh, quarterback position. They actually give up the third most DraftKings points per game to that position. Uh, divisional game. Uh, you know, really doesn't mean a whole lot for either team other than, you know, again, divisional. Um, so 
Uh, I uh, think he's a good play. Rivers is uh, he yeah, obviously they're both these teams are out of it. Rivers is I don't know. You think he, he's he's I know he's got 82 miles to feed in his household, but I would think that he's coming towards the end of that career and think that the Chargers are going to have to start thinking about who the successor is at quarterback. But um, it's not going to be this year, so maybe, you know, he's got nothing to lose. Go out there and gun it. Oakland is pretty pretty bad. Rivers himself, though, I don't think he's had a game over 20 DK points this year, which, uh, you know, kind of worrisome. So he might... um, I, you know, he's popping in some models for sure this week, but um, uh, statistical models, that is. Uh, <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> um, just for the record, uh, he has gone over 20 DraftKings points uh, six times. Maybe I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh, that being said, he has not gone over 12 uh, three times. Nope, four times. So <laughs> maybe maybe you were looking at an average. <laughs> no, I was looking at his game log, and maybe I just kind of picked up the the wrong column. I I don't know. Let me pull back up here in his game log. Actual. Okay, yeah. He. It's just been a while since. I was looking at his projections. <laughs> that's that's what I was looking at. But uh, um, what did he say? Last time he faced the Raiders, 13.28. Uh, of course, that was a road game. Um, so we shall see. Um, I I Like I said, he is popping up there kind of high in the um, – he's like the – he's my fourth quarterback in my uh, – fantasy labs model so um at 5700 he provides some probably decent value there um and uh, so i i i looked at him i'm not i haven't ruled him out yet so um for whatever that that's worth uh, he he does the eye test for for the matchup and everything it projects that it should be be good for him uh my pick is uh, Russell Wilson, and this guy, um, I know he's probably he's killed you, I think, down the stretch in season long, as as, <laughs> as well as he's kind of he's kind of killed me as well. Um, but uh, he's got a matchup with Arizona this week, and um, if that's not a get right spot i guess i don't know what is um they will be at home and um this game is projected with an over under of 51 and seattle has an implied team total of 30.5 um you know russell wilson was awesome in the first half of the season um, and and he's kind of fallen off from a production standpoint in the second half. But first of all, Seattle's got a lot to play for. They're they're up there fighting tooth and nail for one of the buys uh, in the NFC West. Um, Arizona's uh, pretty uh, pretty leaky. Um, as far as it is concerned, going up against uh, quarterbacks, according to uh, Mike Beers, they give up um, 5.7 DK uh, PPR points um, over the opponent average to the quarterback position over the last five games. So it's kind of expensive at 7,000. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to fit him into a cash lineup at that price, uh, given my desire to keep pounding Christian McCaffrey uh, into the cash lineup every week. 
kind of hard to get a 7K quarterback along with a 10K plus running back in there and, and put out a good lineup. But uh, definitely going to have some tournament shares of rust this week. As, as much as um, he let me down, <laughs> uh, it wasn't just on him because Saquon did nothing and Hill did nothing and Julio did nothing for a while. So uh, it, I don't know how you don't play Russell Wilson in the spot. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, he's, he's priced up there, but um, anybody that watches the game, it, the boy's good. Like, and he's, he's going against a team that gives up points. So that's an easy play for me. Cool. Well, why don't we go ahead and move on to running back. All right. Well, um, I just mentioned how this guy's let me down. and um, <laughs> So uh, I'm looking at Saquon Barkley this week. Um, in the last four weeks, uh, 320 yards, averaging 4.16 a, a carry, um, two touchdowns, 19 targets. Um, Eli Manning being back under center really helps him. Um, my is concern he, here is that Daniel Jones looks like he's going to play. I was so going to say, I, I just saw a blurb that yeah. he, was, he was practicing with the starters. So here's the deal, though. Um, Washington's not good against the run. Um, so you're, you're probably not going to have that 30-point game that you got out of him last week, or I don't know, maybe – Maybe Pat Shermer realized, uh, hey, my job might be on the line. I should probably use the the most talented guy on the on the field. And um, but Washington's given up twenty eight point four drafting points per game to that position. So uh, Barkley's in a position where he should be able to uh, give you twenty plus in this game. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of uh, you know whether or not the OC there says, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna use our running back. It's a yeah. risk. Hey, it's a risk, but it could pay off. I'll I, I give you, you know, <laughs> uh, Barkley, for as much as he did underwhelm overall this season, uh, in my big season long, after he was injured and um, starting to look like he would definitely make a return midseason, I tried like hell to trade for Barkley simply because of his week 15 and week 16 matchups against the Dolphins and the Redskins. Um, and I was, I was, I'll tell you what, I shied away. A lot of people were talking about him last week and he had been so awful um, leading up to this. It was hard for me to click that button on him. I may have had one tournament lineup with Barkley in it, uh, but I was afraid. And, uh, you know what? He didn't disappoint. I was, I was right in my earlier assessment as far as, uh, the matchups for what would have been the fantasy playoffs. Turns out didn't really matter because I didn't make them. But, uh, if, if I had been able to pull that off with McCaffrey and Barkley, uh, would have been a pretty formidable team there come to playoffs times, um, and you know, I I don't. It's not my favorite pick. I'm probably not going to put him in cash lineups, but I probably will sprinkle him a little bit more into some tournament lineups this week. Um, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about uh, being able to put your lineups together, especially on a short slate, you're not going to be able to play all these top level guys. You're probably not going to have a Wilson Barkley lineup. You're just you're going to have to make things work. Yeah, well, and like I said, I, I, I pretty much vowed to play Christian McCaffrey in every lineup that I make from a cash standpoint. Uh, this about four weeks ago, when I when I, I didn't play him one week, and it cost me dearly. Um, so um, when when I'm prioritizing McCaffrey, it's hard to put Barkley in there too. Uh, but um, the guy I am targeting and looking at thus far this week from 
I don't know. He's, he's in some cash consideration for me. Um, he's on a bad team. <laughs> but uh, Joe Mixon has been showing some chops. Uh, the, the guy uh, for Cincinnati uh, comes in at 6,600. They're playing at Miami. Uh, the game has an over-under of 46 and a half. And uh, it's pretty close. Uh, it's like a 23-24-ish uh, team totals. It's Right now, Cincinnati's a uh, one-point underdog or so. But, um, you know, that, that makes for what, you know, a pretty even game, especially when you're um, on the road. Uh, Mixon has been the number four running back from a fantasy standpoint since week 10, which may be a little bit surprising, but um, he's going up against that Miami team that is just uh, not not good. Um, they're, Miami's uh, 29 in rush defense uh, DVOA, and they're number 32 against uh, in pass defense versus running backs. Um since his, since week nine, when they had to buy, Mixon's averaging 124.2 yards and half a touchdown per game. Um, so, I, 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 you know, he's not a sexy play because how could you say anybody playing for the Bengals is a sexy play? But he's been consistent the last five weeks or so and uh, definitely needs – some consideration. Yeah, he's another guy that uh, I'm not sure uh, fantasy owners were super thrilled with for quite some time and has turned it on lately. So, um, again, you're you're looking at a matchup and probably a name that not a lot of people are going to look at just because of uh, the way his overall year has gone. I mean, if you look at his ownership on DraftKings uh, on the year – all the way back at the beginning of October, he had one game where he had a 9% ownership. Um, and since then, he's had uh, one other week where he had 6.5% when they played the Raiders. Other than that, he, he's, he hasn't even hit 4% ownership. Um, yeah, his last three weeks were 21 against the Patriots, 30 against the Browns, and 17 against the Jets. So... Um, pretty much been killing it and and uh i i don't really see a lot else for cincinnati so i think they're gonna lean on him yeah i'd be really curious what his ownership projection was and um forgive me if you you said it and all of your numbers and i i passed over it but his projection well actually this week they're projecting him at least on fantasy labs to jump up somewhere between 17 and 20% at this point. Yep. It's pretty early in the week. So they adjust these things throughout the week. And, um, but yeah, I would, I would think that it's going to jump a little bit here too. So there's a lot of, a lot of guys in that six to $7,000 range though, that are like viable plays. So it'd be interesting. Well, uh, what what do you got for wide receiver? I'm uh, looking at Terry McLaurin. Um, this guy, he's uh, in the last four weeks, he's he's ranking uh, 16th in uh, number of targets uh, in the league of anybody in the main slate, I should say. Um, <clears throat> and he's going up against a Giants team that uh, not real great uh, against receivers. And uh, I'm pretty sure they just cut um, a corner. So um, I think it's there. Uh, he seems to. I mean, he seems to have uh, the it factor that is needed for this game, and uh, or you know, to play at this level, I should say. And uh, it looks like Haskins has uh, figured out a little bit uh, what he needs to do, and uh, that is get McLaurin the ball. So. Uh, he's he's not exactly priced um, super low, 
but at 6,200, you're pretty much guaranteed some good volume out of him in a matchup where he should score some points. And the Giants are 30th uh, DVOA versus the pass um, on the year. And, um, I mean, I guess the only thing you you got to say, the, the, the worst thing you could say is that he's playing with Dwayne Haskins. and But, I mean, he's still been producing, and uh, it's it's a easier matchup for him. You you got to wonder if some of these later uh, games against, with teams in them that don't have really anything to play for, if if we don't see a little bit of uh, wildness, a little bit of higher scoring games, just just because they're gonna they got nothing to play for, so they can really just throw a lot of weird plays out there and. Um, I don't. Uh, McLaurin is a guy that uh, he he's he's interesting. He's been producing in an offense that's been terrible. So, um, and and the matchup isn't going to be prohibitive this week. Yeah, he's got a good matchup. He's he's put up fifteen point seven and twenty seven point respectively in his last two games. Um, the opportunity is there. We'll see if he takes uh, takes advantage of it. And like you said, there's a. Um, at this time of year, there's players that are playing for uh, contracts or um, auditioning and coaches that are trying to get jobs whether or keep jobs. So uh, you just never know what you're going to see these last two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the guy I'm looking at is um, Cortland Sutton. Uh, this guy's just been uh, balling out pretty pretty regularly this year um even on a team that that hasn't had the greatest of offenses he's he's the clear number one receiver for denver he comes in this week at a price of 6200 in a home matchup versus detroit um it's not the game doesn't have the best uh scoring environment that they're only predicting it to be 37 and a half uh, over under, but uh, Denver's a big favorite implied with a 22-point team total. Um, Cortland Sutton uh, is is regularly getting um, somewhere between 8 and 10 targets um, on the year. Uh, it's been a few weeks since he hit a, the 100-yard mark, but this week's the matchup to get it because... Detroit has just uh, been pretty pretty awful. Um, they just gave up a huge week last week to Brashad Perriman. Actually, Tampa altogether just threw threw all over the field on them. So uh, it's not. I want to say, um, yeah. It's it's not sexy with with the with the game environment that the Vegas is throwing out there, but Sutton Sutton has got um, regular opportunity and and this matchup is um, is is a good one. Um, you think Slay is going to be on him? Um. I mean, he, Slay all day. he could be, but I don't really think it's it needs to be that big of a concern. I mean, Detroit, per um, Mike Beers, uh, Detroit's giving up uh, plus 10.3 uh, PPR points to the wide receiver position over the last five games and um yeah i just i don't I'm not real scared of it at this point i'd just be really curious what that number was prior to last week um i mean obviously the the potential for you're looking at seven and a half targets a game uh, it's a pretty nice little volume there um if you 
give me a second while you see where he was at. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at Dallas Goddard this week. Um, <clears throat> big divisional game for them. And, and Dallas, uh, believe it or not, uh, has been struggling against the tight end position. Uh, they give up the fifth most DraftKings points per game to the tight end position at 14 and a half. Uh, Dallas, uh, though he's not the most targeted tight end on his own team, uh, he is, over the last four weeks, um, tied for third with most targets at 27 targets through the last four games. Uh, so we were just talking about volume for for Sutton Uh to put it in perspective, as their number one receiver, he was he's gotten thirty targets in the last four games. Uh, Dallas Getter has twenty seven, um, so you're looking at almost seven targets a game, uh, and a <clears throat> on a team where they don't really have anything going on at wide receiver without uh, Deshaun Jackson, without Alshon Jeffrey, um, so they're going to be using their tight ends heavily. Uh, and I suspect uh, that they're going to need to score some points in this one. So I I would not be surprised to see him in that seven to nine target range. And uh, at that at that price, <clears throat> forty one hundred, you're basically getting a really cheap receiver volume. Yeah, I mean, with, with as banged up as Philly is, he's he's one of the primary receiving options aside from. Um, Ertz, uh, little Greg Ward is kind of. The only bad part there is that um, with all those targets, um, he doesn't have any touchdowns yet, which is a little disturbing. Right. So, um, before I jump into my tight end real quick, Detroit was. the the move the last week's game moved their um, per game average on the year up um, from four point three up to six point seven for the for the year um, they were still bottom yeah, they were like eighth worst against the wide receiver position okay um, I I just curious how much of that jump I came mean from yeah ab- absolutely it was a jump but um, you got to figure they're they're on the road they're out of it. They don't give a crap anymore. So um, I, I think that it's not a matchup to really fear all that much. Uh, Fair. Cortland Sutton as the only like NFL wide receiver on that team has continued to thrive. So, um, But for my tight end, uh, I'm going back to that well. Um Arizona, the gift that just keeps on giving uh, to the tight end position. Uh, and uh, that's Jacob Hollister uh, coming in, uh, you know, pair him with Russell Wilson. There, that, that game with the, with the high over-under and a high team total, uh, 4,200, so just 100 more than got it there. And uh, Hollister just keeps getting uh, – opportunities there in that in that offense uh excuse me i was looking at that other uh data here real quick so i <laughs> don't have his targets up there but he he's running routes on like 85% of the uh 85% of the tight end routes for seattle um since he you know basically took over as the lead tight end um, Arizona is worst. Obviously, I keep keep you know I'm like a broken record. Play your tight ends versus Arizona, but on the season, Arizona gives up a plus seven to the tight end uh, positions per beers, um, and it just they're not. It's not getting any better. So um, actually. Yeah, they're just they leak leak points to the position. It's like free money, if you ask me. 
Yeah, Jacob Hollister has 21 targets over the last four games. Uh, he's turned that into 15 catches for 123 yards, uh, no touchdowns. Um, he's got 27 DraftKings points over the last four weeks. Um, I suspect that he will uh, increase that by at least uh, 50%. I was going to say, week. he could get 27 points just this week. Oh, well, and I mean, you got to figure, um, I don't remember how long ago it was that he burst onto the scene. It could have been four weeks ago that he had that monster. I mean, he had a two touchdown game. He had back to back games four or five weeks ago. So, um, um, but you said everything you need to say again, uh, your tight ends going against Arizona. Um, I think you can count on like a finger, two fingers, um, teams that did not have a tight end that just went off or scored a touchdown against this. Against this team, I think like the only place where I didn't, the only place I can remember not recommending a tight end against Cincinnati, and that's just because they got like the Walking Dead out there at the tight end. And I think Tyler Eifert still scored a touchdown in that game. Uh, I do not believe Pittsburgh or Cleveland had a tight end score a touchdown against the Cardinals. That that might have been another game because um, even though they traded for Nick Vanette. the the Steelers have not been using um, the tight end much at all in their offense, but I, I believe that uh, it was uh, was it Deontay Johnson went off in that game. So, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, they uh, they give up sixteen point nine points to Ricky Seals freaking Jones uh, <laughs> last week. Uh, and then, and then three weeks ago they gave up twenty six point seven to Tyler Higby. Uh, Ross seventeen point game. OJ Howard had a game against them. Of course, Kittle. You know, all the way back. You know, you look back. Austin Hooper had a big game. Greg Ols. They're just giving up huge games all year long to the tight end position. Um, so I don't. Expect it to be much different. Um, the only like pivot play because I could imagine that he's going to be pretty highly owned um, this week at the tight end position, and and a way that you could probably uh, leverage that. Although you know, Fantasy Labs only has him projected at a zero to one percent ownership. I have a hard time believing that, but. Uh, if if I don't know, it, I'm thinking if if people roster the guy, a way to get leverage would be to DK Metcalf because he's got kind of a similar build to like the speed speedy big tight ends. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Metcalf has a big name this week against them either. Oh uh, yeah, so um, they just lost their their third receiver for the year. Um, and I say third receiver, I mean, they, they really only use two in their tight end anyway, but, um, with Gordon being indefinitely suspended now, um, Hollister is sure to pick up some of that volume. Um, I'll give you a little pivot off of that, um, and go, uh, Mike Gusecki. Okay. This is a, a little a little bonus there, shave you, shave you six hundred off of that price there. Uh, <clears throat> he also has twenty seven targets over the last four four weeks. So, just, yeah, just so you know, um, I've been trying to figure out how I can construct a cash lineup this week with Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas. I, I'll tell you what, I haven't been able to figure it out yet. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like a fun challenge. Not not with I, a. Not with a good roster. Uh, I think we should make that like a, a stipulation and uh, do like a a, a a podcast tweet or a, a contest of you have to play these three guys and then the rest of your lineup, whoever wins. <laughs> I mean, for real, that you're you're throwing in some ugly ugly plays if you want to. I am trying to build one right now as we're talking about that. 
Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas, right? Yeah. It's uh, it gets a little ugly. You almost certainly have to play two tight ends. Uh, could be, yeah. Um, like I don't see a way around it. I'm just I'm I'm plugging in two tight ends and a defense with those three players to see what type of money you're left with, and it's not actually. A lot. Actually, I tried to put Lamar in <laughs> with those other two guys first, and and I really quickly figured out that it, that wasn't going to happen. Um, I mean, once you get um, Russell Wilson, McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas in there. You only get an average of thirty nine hundred left <laughs> allowed, and like some of these weeks when uh, the defensive play had been, um, it's been viable to put one of these really low priced defenses in. I'm not seeing it this week. <laughs> um, I I just don't. Uh, I don't see where you could play one of the sub 2500 defenses I mean the only thing to me would be is if you think that Dak Prescott is kind of hurt you might be able to play Philadelphia but they're coming real low in my model I'll tell you that much interesting Um, I will tell you after plugging in your players uh, so Wilson, McCaffrey, Thomas, uh, my defensive choice. Uh, I have two tight ends, so I put a tight end in my flex spot. So I need a running back and two wide receivers, uh, and I can average uh, forty one hundred. Who did I put? Like Wes Hills in there? <laughs> well, let's see what let's see what type of running backs you get in that in that price range uh let's start at the 42 mark okay so uh, i'll give you a gus edwards so now you've got 8100 to do two wide receivers gus edwards huh yeah what what does baltimore have to play for uh the the number one seed no number one overall right yeah And, and what are the odds they lose this game? Oh, probably pretty low. All right. So I'm going to say Gus Edwards gets himself some carries in the fourth quarter at least. I don't uh, know. I'm probably putting in a DeAndre Washington uh, 4K. Okay, I've got one more spot to fill here. Uh, let's see. That means I need to change that. Okay, there it is. I have my lineup. (laughs) All right, you ready for this? Mm, I'm listening. All right. Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, Royce Freeman, Randall Cobb, Seth Roberts, Michael Thomas, Gasecki, Hollister, and the Broncos defense. Interesting. Um, uh, We're gonna hold on to that one. <laughs> maybe, maybe you and I should play a, a, like a one dollar head to head. Well, I just now that you, yeah, now that I told you what my lineup was. <laughs> I can tell you, I'm not clicking <laughs> most of those guys that you just said. Well, God, I, would hope, I would hope nobody's honestly looking at those guys. Seth Roberts? Oof. Yeah. Oof. Well, after... Um, Royce Freeman, you're going to pick up the backup running back? In a game, I think they'll be ahead of... Yeah. 
Like I hey, said, I'd rather Seth, I'd rather Seth play at four K at four K. I'd rather play um, DeAndre Washington or Boston Scott. I think that's just me. That's fair. That's fair. So. It's a fun, hey. little, fun little exercise, and I'm sure that come Sunday morning, there's going to be three new guys that pop up as solid-looking um, prospects that, that would fit in the salary mold, mold to, to be able to get that lineup at least palatable. Uh, I mean, do we think that Michael Thomas gets the uh, receptions record this this week? Yeah, I mean, after Breeze got his, no, he got got two, didn't he? He got yeah. two records last week. Yeah, I'll tell you what the the other one the the completion percentage in the game, I thought it was pretty cheap. <laughs> I know he was close, but they gave him that little. Uh, it almost looked like a lateral screen. Uh, well, if he can, if he completes his first like four passes this week, he he sets the record for most consecutive completions too. Yeah. So so watch him run a lot of real quick, easy routes to to get him. Oh yeah, a lot of little screens to Kamara or something. Yeah, you might want to not want to throw it to that guy because uh, he's been. He's been in the top five for uh, disappointments on the year. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Uh, uh, but that's okay with me because uh, that's one I actually predicted. So that one makes me look smart. Mm. <laughs> and there aren't many of those. Tough task. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, agreed. I wear glasses not because I need them, but because I'm hoping they'll make me look smart. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Well, buddy – as much as I love talking to you and talking football, I think that before we lose our last two listeners, we should go ahead and wrap this puppy up. Yeah, Mom and Dad, thanks for still listening. <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> let them know where they can get in touch with you? Uh, you know the drill. Find me in those usual spots, at JDWest22 on Instagram and Twitter. And you can get me on Twitter at Justin M. West, Instagram, JMW1977. And, and you know, find the show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Another Bad Call. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good week uh, for football and, and just a good week overall. Got to love the, the holiday and Christmas spirit. So I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And uh, enjoy the time with the family, and and hopefully one of you can win a, a GPP. Um, thank you once again for all the support. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call. <laughs>